Welcome to another podcast from your friends at World Football Insider. My name is Javier Monet and once again I'm joining Studio 5 of our headquarters in the city of Atlanta by our most qualified experts, namely Gerard Ferrick and Aaron Bauer, both great experts and acute observers of the game. Gentlemen, welcome and let's get right to it because we are well underway in the Russia World Cup and none of the main favorites have won their opening matches. Let's start with Germany. Since the defending champions lost to Mexico in a defeat that no one could have predicted, is it perhaps too easy now to say, knowing what we know, that perhaps, just perhaps, the Germans are aging? Gerard? Uh, well, I'm not going to write off the Germans off of one bad performance. Uh, you, uh, obviously, you could argue they did not look like a particularly well run German machine that we're used to. They had some issues as far as uh, the midfield getting back to uh, support the uh, defenders against Mexico at times. I think they'll still qualify out of the group and I still think they're dangerous. Well, the, the question of whether or not they're going to win a second straight World Cup, well, we'll have to see about that. Aaron, what did you see about the Germans that you perhaps makes you concerned, worried, or doubt that they're going to be able to go all the way once again. Well, I think they were a little complacent, and I, I think they were they were tactically outmatched. I, I would like to take this time to talk about my favorite coach, Mr. Uh, Juan Carlos Osorio, mm -hmm. and his uh, relentless pursuit of perfection, which never arrives, no matter how much tinkering he does. And I think that's an apt metaphor for life. But I, I think Mexico did what they had to do to control the midfield, Germany really didn't look like they had any 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 solid midfield. Their Muller was not dangerous. I mean, I I don't know who in Germany stood out. Vela looked fantastic for Mexico. He looked very well in form. And and Lozano from PSV is is a rising star and this could be his coming out party. But all all Germany needs is six points in their last two matches, and that should be easily accomplished. And I think Germany and Mexico will move on. It just determines who they play in the next round. So should we start talking about Mexico as the dark horse in this whole thing, Gerard? Oh, maybe. I mean, why not? I mean, there's a dark horse almost every World Cup. I mean, who would have thought Costa Rica would have gone as far as they did last time? So, I mean... Sure, why not? I'm on the Mexico bandwagon. Concacaf present, present once again. Oh man, I'm glad I'm slowly convincing this whole office to join in Concacaf solidarity. That makes me happy. So happy. Uh, I'm starting to be a believer. Yeah, you're right. But let's also talk about Brazil, the other heavy heavy favorite to win this World Cup that on its first game against Switzerland lacked a little bit of magic and ended up conceding a tie. I want to focus though on two things. A Neymar's performance, and B, the VAR system, which apparently not, did not pick up the push Miranda suffered while trying to prevent Zuber's goal for the Swiss. Aaron, let's start with Neymar Jr. Disappointing? Uh, you know, yes, but Brazil expects Neymar to be Jesus every game. Um, and when you're well, they not... Got, they when got you're, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, not, not Jesus, Jesus. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And when you're not divine, you're going to get criticized. And, and he was fouled 10 different times, and that's significant. Um, I, I think with this match, Chi-Chi was 
feeling out how the group stage will go for Brazil. He still hasn't figured out this full attacking formation because he has such a wealth of attackers. And I think you're going to see Coutinho either shift to the wing or actually come off the bench the next game, despite his goal. I don't think he fits with Jesus, and I don't think he fits with Neymar. Uh, in the way that he has it. And if you're going to take a game and come with a draw against a top team like Switzerland in a group with Serbia and Costa Rica, you may as well experiment. I, I'm not worried about Brazil at all. I think they're still going to win the group with seven points and have an easy path to the finals now that Germany lost. Gerard, did the VAR fail to pick up that uh, possible foul? No, the VAR operated perfectly because <laughs> as, as the way the VAR is set up, the way the VAR is set up, every goal is is replayed. Mm-hmm. So that means somebody replayed it, looked at it, after the referee watched it in real time, then they, up in the VAR booth, they looked at it, said, it's fine, and they gave it the goal. So if you've got all those people saying it's okay, then, you know, it worked perfectly. Now, does that mean that there is nobody who disagrees with the decision by all these referees? Of course there's going to be people who, you know, everyone in Brazil, for one. Or, but, or, or yours truly. Okay, but the problem is, as far as VAR goes, VAR operated flawlessly. I, I just wish every week in Major League Soccer in the U.S. that VAR operated this way. We'd have a lot cleaner games and a lot better games. Yeah. Let's not get there. Let's not I go there. i got to jump in for a second here. This is one of the few things I agree with, with Gerard. I mean, I wish, I wish the rest of the world saw how VAR is working at the World Cup. It's not perfect, but it's smooth. And God, it feels fun to watch a, a video replay that's actually smooth and makes sense. Because here in Atlanta, VAR, there's a different outcome every week. All right. Well, let's go from Brazil and Neymar to Messi. Because the Barcelona player is being questioned again in, uh, in his country, by the way, for missing that penalty kick that could have won the game for the Argentines. And they ended up trying, as everybody knows, against Iceland. What are your thoughts on Messi and the Argentines uh, on what uh, what they displayed on the pitch, Gerard? Uh, I, coming in, I did not have a great feeling about Argentina. They look like it's it's messy they uh, who's you know fantastic but then they've got you've got issues you don't have the talent level i think that you've had in previous years they'll as far as i'm concerned if they make the quarterfinals that's a good job for them so uh, the fact that they struggled in their first game is is not a shock the fact that messi missed a penalty what is that he's missed four of his last eight or something that's for right. club and country something like that seven. it's it's four out of seven. four out of seven uh, it's you know, well, gee, shock. Why don't we have somebody else take it? I, I don't know. Right. They just need to figure out a way to to incorporate Messi into the team or make it such that they just make Messi the complete central focus. One or the other. Yeah. But right now they're somewhere in between and it's not working. Okay, so this is what surprised me, Aaron. They bring Jorge Sampaoli to change the whole team right after two or three coaches, and he still plays the same guys as the uh, the previous uh, trainers. What is that? I mean, it's like Gerard says, you got the talent pool. And I, I'm going to disagree with something he says, I know, to okay. the surprise of no one. But right. <laughs> I think he brings up two different ways Argentina could play, where it's, one, you integrate Messi into the other team versus you make the whole team about Messi. And I think the latter is what they do. 
and it's it's the past coaches had the players that could play with Messi and they had enough success so maybe they're riding on that I think Sampaoli needs to stand up to the AFA and come up with a team that doesn't include Messi and then integrate him into it because if you put the best player in the world into a system that works he's amazing he's going to fit into any system and that'll lift it above the other boats like Messi will be the tide that lifts his boat whereas right now Messi is kind of the anchor because he is the central focus and it has to revolve around him it's like you can't not start Messi so I, I don't know what Argentina is going to do I I love I'm going to tell you what he's going to do he's going to go home <laughs> well yes they're going to go home but the question is when yeah Um, I love Iceland. I, I think they're the most cohesive team. They're, they're the team that will beat you 1-0 on one shot or 2-1 on three shots. It's, it's not the most attractive football, but it's fun to watch. It's a plucky story. I'm glad they tied Argentina. I think Argentina is going to hammer Croatia for nothing because everyone's pissed off. All right. <laughs> so finally, we can all agree at this point that the star of this World Cup is Cristiano Ronaldo. The guy scored a hat-trick against Spain, and, sing, and he seems more hungry than ever. Is Portugal now a strong contender to win this World Cup, or Cristiano cannot do it alone for the Portuguese, uh, my friend? Uh, Cristiano could conceivably, hey, why not? I mean, he got him to the final of the Euros, then he didn't play, and then they won anyway. So it's, yeah, I'm not going to put anything past him, but I, I think it's a little bit of a bridge too far to think Portugal can win a World Cup. But geez, you know, <laughs> after what I saw against yeah, Spain, I mean, who that's knows? scary. Smells like a semifinalist to me, Aaron. Yeah, he's just got to get them to the, the quarterfinals, and then anything can happen from there. Um, and if they win the group by getting more goals scored or a better goal differential than, than Spain, they've got either Egypt or Russia in the next round to get to the quarterfinals. They have to win their group. Otherwise, they have Uruguay, who is a good team, despite what we saw against Egypt. Now... Can one player do it? I mean, that's that's how you get in World Cup lore. Everyone mm -hmm. talks about Diego Maradona. Is this, is, well, I mean, can one player do it? Uh, you know, with is this Ronaldo's Maradona moment to get into World Cup lore? Uh, we've seen one player drag teams all the way to a finals, and then it's a one-off game. It's in the knockout stages. Who knows what's going to happen? I think if you just get to that quarterfinal, Gerard mentioned Costa Rica. You know, four years ago, they beat Holland in a in a mm -hmm. penalty shootout. They're in the semifinals, and who knows from no, there. No, 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 they lost. Right, I'm saying if... If they could if, have. If ah. they could have yep. just won that penalty shootout, they're in a semifinals, one game away from a final. Yeah. So if Ronaldo can step it up and get them to the quarterfinals, I think anything can happen. All right, before we go I and mean, briefly, what has impressed you the most until now at this World Cup, Gerard? Uh, what has impressed me the most? I will have to say... The shock of all shocks. I think the VAR system has impressed me the most. I agree. I I was, uh, again, based on what I'd seen in other VAR systems, I was pretty worried. But so far, so good with that. Yes, has improved the game, hasn't it? Yes, agreed. Absolutely. Aaron? I think the gap between the favorites and the rest of the team has shrunk. Well done. And yes. I think for managers around the world what has impressed me is we've seen them go for it especially in these opening games uh in the group stage you have three games and that's your whole tournament um you have to think of the world cup as two different tournaments the group stage and then the knockout rounds and if you smell blood and you execute and you're disciplined 
We're seeing upsets. We're seeing different teams get in the conversation. Three games may be enough to normalize it where the favorites move on. And I think that's what people want to see because they want to see the best in the world go at it. But, you know, Peru going out against Denmark, a lot of people would not expect Peru to do as well because they don't watch South American football. You had Russia looking like utter utter shambles before this tournament and putting five against a weak team. Iran managed to get a win. Portugal and Spain went for it with each other instead of just going for a dull 1-1 draw. And who knows what happens from now on. We could see some upsets, as we always do, but let's just play some football. Let's keep on watching. Thanks, gentlemen. Your insights are always appreciated. For those of you who listened, we like your loyalty, but once again, expect you to follow us like you've always been in our World Football Insider webpage and social media. This is Javier Monet saying, keep on listening and so long.